Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Harmonics. Today's guest got a lot of musical history all throughout the United States. I'd like to welcome Kelly Sanders. What's up, brother? Thank you. It's so good to see you, man. How is it? How are you? I'm doing good. You yeah. look great. You look Thank great. You. Thank you. Um, let's just get right into your history. Tell me where it all well, started. It, it started right here in Hayward, California. I, I was... Uh, a freshman, 1974, mm -hmm. at, um, at uh, Sunset High School. And um, we, it was a rainy day. I, I, actually, there was two bands that were supposed to be playing in our... Uh, quad. In our quad yeah. for, for lunchtime. And, and uh, I had drama and stagecraft were two of my classes. And stagecraft was O period, before school, you know. And... We uh, we had just finished with stagecraft, and um, the guys showed up in their vans to unload to play for in the quad, and it starts pouring down rain. So they go, okay, well this is canceled, so we're gonna leave. And I, wait, 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 no, wait a minute, we've got a we've got the stage is all clear, and I just set up the lights. You know, um, let me ask the drama teacher if you could play here. Oh. So, okay, we'll wait. And so I went and asked the drama teacher. He says, if it's okay with the dean, went to the dean, or principal, I went to the principal, vice principal, vice principal, yeah. Dina boys, Dina girls, right, went right. through the whole circuit right. and got all okay. So we set up both bands. And at sunset we had, I think, 45 minutes for lunch or 55 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. But we figured out, you know, each band got 20 minutes or whatever to play. Mm -hmm. And um, so we, uh, the Jay Gomez's band, Snap, played on one side of the stage, and then Ron Corey's band, the Ron Corey band, played on the other side. And um, so when it was all over, I, um, you know, I'd helped him set up and did a light show for him and everything. So I volunteered to be a roadie for both of the bands. Excellent. And every time that they played with another band, I volunteered to roadie for them. Oh, so you're doing it like almost like a little stepping ladder. I always said, I'm a roadie. I don't charge anything. Here's my number. You know, call me when you're having a gig. What a, you know? what a, what a great thing to do at that particular time. So you got bit by the music bug. Oh, yeah. So you got a T-shirt on, right? Yeah. That's some of your very good friends. Lion T. Yes, and you actually wrote it for them, established yeah. in 74. How did you meet them? Well, um, in 1974, they they were doing the auditions for the Battle of the Bands at Sunset, Sunset High. High. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I saw the auditions, and I actually went to the Battle of the Bands in 1974 here at Chabot College, and... Um, Yesterday and today won the Battle of the Bands. And um, then the next year, um, 
uh, Yesterday and Today came back as the Again. guest band. And um, I, I just, that was the first time that I saw them that, that I went, wow. Because I mean, when they won the Battle of the Bands, they were just another cover band. Mm -hmm. But when they came back as the, as the headliner... You know the this special guest band, whatever the last year's winner, um, they were incredible. And right from then, they just started doing Bill Graham shows. Let's start it off right with a warm welcome for yesterday and today. months later they were playing with queen right at uh, and, and and well actually they played with queen in winterland right after battle of the bands you know within a few months they opened for queen at, at winterland then the following year they opened for queen again queen actually asked for them and they opened for them um in berkeley where they got signed with london records and i was there I was there you both, right both there. nights. I, you know, uh, and um, it was funny. I, I just did um, an interview for uh, Y&T's doing a documentary because they've been in the music business for 42 years and same as me. <laughs> you know, we were both established in 74. So um, I was doing an interview for their documentary and we did six hours the first night. Unbelievable. And we just had kind of barely scratched the surface so i had to stay the night and and stay another night and do another we did another five hours the next night and uh th th they're gonna try and fit into a two-hour movie <laughs> so they'll cut that down obviously. oh yeah yeah <laughs> but what amazing story so you know when you were talking so that would probably be your is that your band that you actually i know you wrote it for others but is that your main band would you say that was yeah, your main band um because basically after i went on tour with uh ynt um we, we did the Earthshaker album um and then we did the Earthshaker tour in uh 82 we, we recorded it in 81 and did the tour in 82 and um uh after I got back from a, a big on tour, my roommate went to an audition to sing with a band called Sabotage in San Francisco. And he came back from the audition and he says, I said, well, how'd you do? And he says, well, I, they, uh, they didn't like me. He said, I sang too pretty. And, and uh, they're looking for more of a whiskey rock and roller kind of rough guy, you know. And I said, oh, well, that's too bad. And he goes, oh, that's cool, because you have an audition tomorrow night. And I went, what? That's he goes, cool. I told him, man, my roommate's just perfect for you guys. So I, I, the next night, I went and auditioned with Sabotage and immediately got the gig. It was, it was you know, it was really cool. And, and uh, we did a lot of really awesome shows. We did the Old Waldorf, and we did all the Keystones, and... And uh, we got really hot, and then um, we we uh, 
We did the Keystone Palo Alto. We got three encores. Amazing. That's great. <laughs> three encores. Uh, there was four bands for four bucks on a Tuesday night. And I think it was some kind of special week at, at uh, Stanford or something because it was just packed. And when they announced our name, it was just like, like they had announced Kiss or something, man. <laughs> I mean, the place just went, Rah! I was like, <laughs> and uh, great feelings. Oh man, great and feeling. and, and that feeling. right there, I mean that bit me so hard, so hard. And and I mean it was scary at first because that was the biggest response I'd ever exactly. had. It was like we have we haven't even done a song yet, you know. But after every song, it just it kept getting louder and more. And then when we finished, it was like. We got near the end of the set, and I said, hey, you know, we got to stop because they're going to want more. And we did, but we didn't count on being called back three times. <laughs> we had to jam songs, right, you know? <laughs> I can understand. So you were in Sabotar for a while. When did actually Jolly Roger come into your life? Where did, where did that, and how did that, I loved your concept and all of that. Uh, how did that all came about? What was the concept? What made you guys move into that? Well, um, same guitar player, by the way, or is it? Different? No, no, it's it's a totally different guitar player. But um, I um, was managing a band. I I ended up being in the Air Force <laughs> through through my travels. Band. I um, well, after I quit Sabotage, I I uh, moved to the Central Coast. I, I was living in Santa Maria, and uh, I, I got into a band with a very famous guitar builder named Gene Baker. Awesome guitar player, but he made all of Ronnie Montrose's guitars, Baker Guitars. Now he's making B3 Guitars, his third company. Wow. But uh, he's an incredible guy. But uh, So I, I, I went and I was in a band with him for um, a year. Then I moved to Las Vegas, and I was singing in a band in Las Vegas for a year. Met. Tell me who you met. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I met my beautiful wife, Beverly. Um, Beverly Hills from... Uh, London, I, England, I in Las it. Vegas, Nevada, you know? <laughs> so uh, I ended up moving back to California, and, and um, we had a child, and um, she's from England, so she wanted to go back home. So we sold everything we had, and, and we moved to England, and um, had a band in England for a year. <laughs> and uh, then we ran out of money. And I, I couldn't work. I wasn't an, an, an English citizen. Right. So I couldn't work. So uh, we ran out of money, and I ended up having to join the Air Force. And I mean, when I joined the Air Force, my hair was you know, down to here, <laughs> singing in a heavy metal band. That's good. And, and uh, so you know, we, uh, uh, I, I joined the Air Force, and I came back to the States. Yeah. And, um, well, I was in the Air Force. I, I was working with the Informant Magazine. Mm -hmm. Andy Hernandez oh, had, had the in, Informant Magazine right. here in the Bay Area mm -hmm. and, uh, in the 80s. And so I, I expanded his magazine into the Central Coast. And um, well, I was in the Air Force at Vandenberg. Man, you were all over. <laughs> you know, you're all over. Let, oh, me, man. let me ask you so you were, you were doing the Informant. Yeah. And were you still playing with Jolly Roger? No, no. Jolly no. Roger came. That came years later. Um, I, I was actually wearing a uh, in Orville. I was wearing one of my old uh, Y and T tour jackets, and uh, 
this I walk into a burger joint and the, this guy goes, oh, great band. And I started talking to him and, and he goes, goes, yeah, I play guitar. I go, well, I sing. And he, I go, you playing with anybody? He goes, nah. He goes, but I got everything. I go, what do you mean you have everything? He goes, I got everything, you know, and, and he did. He had, you know, PA lights, stage. Oh, he, he, had had a, he had a barn. <laughs> he had a barn with a, with, it was like a nightclub in a barn, man. It was, it was killer. So, um, yeah, we, we, we put Jolly Rogers together, but I had originally came up with the name and the logo and all the artwork. When I got out of the military, Jay Gomez, the original guitar player I'd worked for, right. he had a band called Most Wanted. Okay, well, Most Wanted split up, and the guy who came up with Most Wanted is the one that left the band. So they couldn't be Most Wanted right, anymore. Right, exactly. Okay, so they, were looking, your friends. they were looking for a new name. Right. So with the new name, um, I came up with this, uh, with Jolly Roger. I go, hey, you know, everybody's wearing all the pirate stuff. You see skull and crossbones everywhere. So... Let's try Jolly Roger. So, okay, we won Jolly Roger. So the band was Jolly Roger, and and uh, I, I still work with the Informer magazine. So we started throwing in ads about Jolly Roger. You know, every month there was another bigger and better right, ad for right, Jolly right, Roger, right, and the band never did gig. Jolly Roger never. The original Jolly Roger never played a show. They were just, you were just... Getting... So I had all this artwork and this name put in my drawer. Well, 10 years later, I meet this guy and, and we, we started jamming together. And, and uh, so I, I went through my old artwork and I go, oh, wow. And I showed it to the band. I go, what do you think about this? They go, oh, that looks great. It's okay, well. So we, we adopted that and... With Jolly Roger, we did all my original songs. So um, some of them were some sabotage songs and other ones that we wrote together. And, and um, we, um, since we're doing all original songs, it was really hard to keep drummers involved. Drummers want to make money. Drummers can play any kind of music. They don't care. Right. They can play a beat to anything. Right. And as long as you're, they're getting 50 bucks, 100 bucks a night, right. They will right. play right. anything. Right. <laughs> but um, so we would get drummers for six months to a year. And they would love they would. what we're doing. And then they would say, when are we going to make money? And we did a lot of benefits, you know. I mean, Beautiful. we did, uh, you know, the Jules Pagari. We did uh, the benefit for yeah. him, Friends Helping Friends. Mm -hmm. And then once he passed, we, we uh, did the other benefit, uh, the... Um, Murph Stock, right out there, and right. Uh, right. Um, I remember that we played that show. That was, you know what? I wanted to thank you for doing that because Jules was my guitarist at that time when he passed. Great guitar player, but I want to, you know what? I've always wanted to thank you. Thank you for yeah. doing that, and because then after that, then we we came out, and then Mark Ross was playing with me. Actually, asked really Jules if he would do it. You can catch it on YouTube. I think it's somewhere on YouTube. Mark Ross taught me how to tune guitars. Mark how to Fox string guitars. Let's talk about Mark. Oh, Tell my God. He, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, Great he, guy. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's my brother, man. I mean, Sad. you know, I, yeah. I, uh, he was the guitar player from Mile High. Mm -hmm. and, yes. and like I say, I, I, every band in Hayward, every band in the East Bay, pretty much, I wrote it for in the 70s. 
Let's and, talk about. Uh, but that's yeah. We tour. We tour with Mile High. Right. Right. And let, let's talk about um, the other guitar player who now plays with. Right, Wyatt John Nyman. Yeah, the, you and Johnny go back too. Yeah, I mean, we we were touring with Mile High back in the, you know, mid seventies, mid seventies, and and actually, I was on tour with them. Well, twice we went all the way to Colorado and. You know, and yeah, just we're all over the place. And, and um, we ended our tour in 78 at uh, a nightclub in, in uh, the Mile High City in Denver. In Denver. And, and the <laughs> opening band was, had Jay Gomez and Ron Corey wow. in the same band were the opening band. Isn't that the, wild? The two first guitar players I ever worked with. And, and now I'm... I'm a thousand miles from home and on tour with another band, <laughs> but so our tour was over it, uh, on New Year's Eve. We were done, so everybody was going home, but Jay Gomez's band was going on tour through a booking agency in Denver called American Music Enterprises back then, AME, and uh, they booked bands in like a six-eight state circuit right and and you know when when you got on the circuit you were on the circuit for three months to six months you know and, and um you know basically it was in a three-month cycle so when 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 you left you knew you weren't coming back for three months so um they were to be going on tour in a week so i Flew home with Mark Ross, and we took all the money that we'd earned getting there <laughs> to fly home that night. And um, w once we got home, I packed up and flew back. And the night I flew back, Jay Gomez's band had a fire and their equipment burned to the ground. So there I was stuck in Denver with no job, no gig. I ended up working with a band that uh, called the Wumblies. That had Randy Castillo right. from uh, from Ozzy Osbourne. Mm -hmm. Also, their keyboard player played with Ozzy Osbourne at the same time. But Not you know, he, yeah, I mean, he he wasn't as flamboyant and famous as as uh, Randy Castillo. But uh, oh, amazing band. But uh, yeah, you know, and do it, you miss that at all? Those days yeah. are gone. You said you're going to write a book. Yeah, I'm writing a book. Do you have a, a title to that at all? Or yeah, well, it's it, it funny because right <laughs> in, the, in the very early days of, of roading for Jay Gomez's band, Snap, we were doing a party right underneath the BART tracks, uh, uh, right there <laughs> behind Sunset High School, exactly right underneath the BART at. tracks, mm -hmm. and it was a big house party. And, and uh, house parties were great. Oh, oh, and speaking of this party, the, the Del Rio, that's the coach Jack. of uh, Jack Del Rio, yeah, okay, Jack. his uncle's... Got into a fight that night with the with the other band, the Miranda Brothers, and it was a big brawl. Wow. <laughs> the Miranda, the Miranda Brothers, Brothers yeah. and and the Del Rio Brothers. Oh my God! <laughs> That's, there's, a was, was, right yeah. there. there's a lot of history right there. There's a lot of history right there. So before the fight started, <laughs> the bands we, were good. We, we we had already played. We were the first band, and and we um, we. Uh, had we, we got up finished and we put all the equipment away and my rule 
as a roadie was no partying, no drinking, no smoking, no funny business until after the show was over. And everything packed. Okay, and everything's packed. Okay, rule of the roadie. Excellent. And, and uh, so we had packed up all the equipment. It was in the van, and I went back in the party, and I was catching up, you know? So uh, I'm standing there at the party, and I'm just, you know, having a good time. And right. the bass player walks up. He goes, Kelly, are you okay? I said, yeah. Why? And he says, dude, you look like you're going to OD. <laughs> so, uh, so then he turns to Jake Gomez and says, Jake, come here. He says, look. It's O.D. the roadie. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I uh, from that moment on, I was O.D., you know, okay. everywhere, you know, oh, that's O.D., O.D. the roadie, you know. So, uh, let's, you, you so, did a lot of roadie, the roadie in, and you did a lot of playing yourself. I'm going to throw some names at, give me like a 30-second shot on them, maybe a little longer. Um, Dave Menachetti. Great guitar player. I just saw him on New Year's Eve. And they exploded. Oh there. my God! He's played two and a half hours, flawless. I told him the only thing he doesn't do anymore kick, kick. Yeah, kick. The, and I called it the Ray Guy kick, and he laughed because <laughs> I mean he used to kick his foot. Oh, I mean right up. straight, right, straight up, up. You know, um, Montrose, Ronnie, Ronnie Montrose, uh, wonderful guy. I got to roadie for him on his last tour, um, and I got to roadie for the benefit that we did in San Francisco. And a benefit we did for him in uh, L.A. just uh, just recently. Mm -hmm. Had guys from Aerosmith and Ted Nugent and Whitesnake and a couple yeah. of guys from Y&T. And, and, oh, my God, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Leonard Hayes. You talk about drummers, one of the great drummers in our time, Leonard Hayes. Oh, yeah. I, we were roommates. Um, oh, we, we were tour mates. You called them the wrecking I, crew. <laughs> I, 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 I introduced him to, to his wife. <laughs> um, his his first wife was my roommate, mm -hmm. and she I I took her to a wine tea show, and she wanted to party with Leonard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you were talking about Jay Gomez. That's let's, let's go Jay back. Gomez, great great guitar player. Played with multiple bands here in the Bay Area, um, and uh, he was in a band with Troy Lucetta. Mm -hmm. um, Troy Lucetta's first band when he was I think fifteen. Mm -hmm was uh, Whisper. Right. And they won the Battle of the Bands here at Chabot College. You, you just made me think of another name. That you, Eric Martin. Eric Martin. Sweetheart. Yeah. Um, well, the band Mile High turned into the band um, 415. But before, uh, the, they were actually area code 415. Right, exactly. But then there was a band that was area code for or something some rap something that was area code 415 so then they were just 415 then they became the eric martin band and and we did the down the green is 415 oh that's right yeah that's with right. the the with heart yeah so you know what you really got you're lengthy what i mean by that you have so many stories i'm glad that you don't have a title for your book yet oh it's odie the roadie Odie uh, the roadie. So yeah. be watching for that yeah. when it does come published, probably in 2016 or 2017. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I, a guy I went to high school with, uh, uh, author, and he's he's doing my book for me, and he's editing it. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I just have to tell the stories, and he's gonna edit it, edit it all in, you know. So tell me also, you you did a YNT documentary just recently, yeah, and that should be coming out, or do they have a? Target that's coming yet? out this year. Yeah, that's okay. definitely gonna come out in 2016. 
Um, uh, somebody else you just uh, did a while back, uh, Diane uh, Buckaloo, Diane yeah. Derringer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Miss I, I worked with Rocks. Yeah. I worked with Rocks the year they won. I worked with the Street Punks and they won. And and yeah. I worked with all those bands that, band. that won the Battle of the Bands. You got a long history, my friend. I'd like to thank you for coming. I'm going to have to invite you back after you get your book out. Yeah. I want to thank your wife, Beverly, for being here. <laughs> just listening to this guy, there's so much musical history that he has. He's a great figure, great father figure, just does a lot of great things for a lot of people. What I liked before we got on the air, he was talking about doing benefits, and that's really where the heart is. If, music's not always about money, but if you can make it, make it while you can because it doesn't last a long time. I'd like to thank you so much, Kelly. Awesome. Pleasure, pleasure to have you on. And Kelly, what we normally do, I give a thank you to all our fans, but we like to throw out a kiss and peace and love to all of you. <laughs>